Let's go talk to Tim Stout. Stout on Sports Herd weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show is tape delayed, and you can hear it weeknights at 6 p.m. on a.m. 7.30 in Lansing. Timmy, uh, what would you take? I know it's northern Arizona, but uh, what did you like and not like about game one for Izzo and the Spartans last night? Well, you know, Northern Arizona played like a lot of these teams that opened seasons against Big Ten teams. They were overmatched to begin with. But, you know, I thought Tom Izzo used this game to get everybody in, to see where everybody was, even Jade Nakins, who played some. And I think he wanted to get him some kind of game experience before going to the West Coast so that, you know, I think Michigan State's going out there to give them all they want, Bill. I mean, the pressure's on Gonzaga. They won by 31 at home last night over there was a 40 when I a 41 I guess they won by last night at home over North Florida but same thing I mean a lot of those teams to me are six of one half dozen of another they're just going on the road and getting blown out but I think Michigan State you know they played hard last night and he looked at a lot of different combinations to see uh, you know how it was you know going to set up for him moving forward it's obviously very early <laughs> excuse me I consider that a spring training game for all these teams it was for Michigan State, and I think they passed the first test. Now he'll see what he – they're leaving tomorrow, and that'll give him a couple of days to get acclimated, uh, you know, to the new environment out there. And even if they win, they're going to be ranked. And if they don't win and it's close, then I still think it gives them plenty of optimism for the long year ahead. Yeah, I, they got a deep roster. It's not star-studded, and I think they need Aikens to give them like 15, 17, 18 a night come big boy play in terms of non-conference in the Big Ten. But, you know, is on a staff solid, and we'll see how it plays out. Uh, the win by Michigan State football over Illinois, one of the most surprising wins I can remember in a long time when it comes to Michigan State football, maybe since Rocky Lombardi went down the pandemic game at Michigan and the Spartans hammered them in year one for Tucker. Yeah, I agree, Bill. That's a good analogy. I mean, that game his second game after getting blown out at home by Rutgers and Michigan looked good in prime time, went easily at Minnesota. They play the next week in Ann Arbor and there's no reason to believe going in that Michigan state was going to make much of a game. They were an enormous underdog, much more so than they were at Illinois. I call the Illinois game a very good win and a horrendous loss because uh, there was nobody anywhere you know, realistically, that thought Michigan State, based off all of its circumstances, was going to go in and play that team on the road with a massive crowd, with everything that it had to play for, with all of the momentum it had. And then the way that game played out, I kept, wait, wait, I kept waiting for Illinois to wake up. And I thought the first drive of the third quarter, which in my mind is such a huge drive in any game, and Illinois went straight backwards three plays. And frankly, at that point, Bill, I, I thought to myself, I think State can win this game. I just don't think Illinois, I, this is just simply not their day. That said, now, it, it just absolutely makes the Big Ten West absolutely crazy because I'm certain Illinois is going to lose at Michigan. And that's going to give them, you know, another loss in the conference, three. And can they beat Purdue at home this week? I mean, there's just so many unknowns about who's going to end up from the West getting into the championship game. I, I mean, I, it, for me, it's a horrendous loss for Illinois, but it's an extremely good win for Michigan State when nobody thought it was coming. And as you remember, the first play of the game was an interception, and you thought, you know, that's exactly what you expect is going to happen. Illinois is just going to waltz through here and blow them out. 
And that's why I guess you play the games because sometimes, you know, it's all that analysis that we provide and it never turns out that way and certainly it didn't turn out that way at Illinois. His name is Tim Stout, Stout on Sports Heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. So uh, most of the bowl projections, for what they're worth, have Michigan State now in a bowl game banking on wins over Indiana and Rutgers. Well, I looked this morning, Bill, at the top where we were doing it on the air, and uh, it's obvious the bowl projections of the big four – uh, that do this sort of thing, uh, have them clearly winning over Rutgers in Indiana and losing to Penn State because all of them have them in the quick lane bowl December 26th at 2.30 p.m. The difference is who they would play. There were three teams mentioned that I saw, Buffalo, Ball State, and Toledo, which to me would be you know, brutal in terms of your image. You play those teams in September to get two quick, easy wins, which they did get with Western and Akron. That, to me, would be, you know, the bowl system to me is so goofy to begin with. But if they did get in there, they would have a chance to finish with a winning season. And toward that end, they could win four of their last five games if that's the way it plays out. I'm not sure that is the way it's going to play out because I think there are going to be a number of six-win teams when the Big Ten season comes to an end. And then there will be political jockeying as to who's going to get sent where. It would make the most sense put Michigan State in Detroit because I think that's a legitimate holiday because Christmas is Sunday, so everybody gets Monday off. You won't have to pay a lot of money to drive down there, go to the game, and go home for a lot of people that never can go to a game like that, and it's indoors. So from that standpoint, it would make sense to put Michigan State in there if State 6-6. Six and six. But here's my scenario uh, that we were discussing the other day with some of the Michigan State people. If for any reason Michigan and Ohio State both make the Final Four, which is no lock, obviously, but suppose they do. That bumps everybody in the Big Ten up a notch, okay, and potentially sends either Penn State or the Big Ten West winner to the Rose Bowl. That bumps everybody up another notch. And I think if State somehow could beat Penn State, which I wouldn't say it could do, but they'd play for that, and finish 7-5, and five, they could almost backdoor their way into a New Year's Day game in either Tampa or Orlando because that's a Big Ten bowl, and a 7-5 and five team under that scenario, frankly, would have a chance to make it. And under that scenario, Michigan State would be finishing with four consecutive wins, be 7-5, and five, and would be somewhat more electric to its own crowd. They always draw well in Florida, Bill, and they have not been there in some time. Now, there's 9,000 ifs in there. The biggest if is can they beat Penn State, because they think they'll win the next two. The second biggest if, will there be two Big Ten teams in the Final Four? However, I guess you could say it's not out of the realm of possibility over the next three weeks in a year where we've seen a lot of surprises, if you tend to agree with that. It all comes down to two Big Ten teams getting in, our good friend Brian Kelly and LSU winning the SEC because then you're going to have that yep. argument, and it's going to uh, Georgia has one loss, Tennessee has one loss, but one forty thirteen at LSU. LSU beat Georgia one uh, the SEC. This is hypothetically speaking, and they have some quality wins. Uh, trying to figure that out while Michigan Ohio State. Let's say they play an epic game thirty eight thirty five. Michigan wins. They go to the Big Ten Championship. They win. They're in. Now Ohio State with one loss, their quality win is Notre Dame or Penn State. And I don't think that's going to get them in. Just like if Michigan would lose 
and they're lining up against Tennessee's resume at 11 and 1 and Michigan 11 and 1 they're not getting in. The only thing that could help both Ohio State and Michigan is that they're both huge TV draws. That plus the fact Michigan fans or Big 10 fans need to root for Texas to beat Texas Christian on Saturday, which I think is a great shot to happen. Toward that end, uh, I think uh, who if Oregon or Southern Cal can win out, Southern Cal would have to beat Notre Dame who is now ranked. Or and then you get the Pac-12 championship game. If there's one of those teams with one loss, that complicates it. LSU does complicate it because it's already like seventh and has a chance to move up. I mean, you obviously, Bill, are likely going to have at least two teams with one loss in the Final Four if Texas Christian does not finish undefeated and Michigan and Ohio State play each other. So that gets us down to two, assuming that those two can win out. And while I think Georgia's clearly the best team, you know, you still got to play the games, got to play the SEC title game, got to play the, you know, you got to get through the end of the schedule that they have. I agree with you. I think it's a long shot that there's two Big Ten teams in the Final Four other than the fact that there are going to be at least, as I see it, two one-loss teams at minimum that are in there. And LSU is a, is a wild card at this point because I think LSU is going to have to play its brains out and really look impressive in every game the rest of the way, which it might do uh, the rest of the way. But even if they get in, Bill, with two losses, that's two SEC teams, and that's, you know, that's always an issue. And if Texas Christian beats Texas and if Texas Christian wins out – I don't see how you can leave an undefeated Power 5 team out of the Final Four, and I think somehow they would get in. You know, this is the way it is every year. You get down to the last three weeks in November, then there are seven and eight teams, and they're all jockeying to make it in the Final Four, and it usually kind of plays itself out the way you would think. But it's fun to speculate about it, especially because you have the same two in the Big Ten who were the monsters this year in Michigan and Ohio State, which sets up a – I claim it's like a playoff game when they play anyway. Because when they play, the winner of that almost assuredly, of course, is then going to be in the Final Four, if you agree with that, too. Well put, well said, and I'll take the algebra exam later and figure out what you just stated to the audience, Tim. You <laughs> are the professor. For everybody. I love but you. I love this time. I love this time of year, though, because of that gives us something to talk about. That's Amen. the college football. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot to talk. It's great for radio. Because everybody looks at this stuff, and it's great to talk about. Because even at the end, if you're just bowl eligible, where are you going to go? Who are you going to play? When are you going to play the game? And, and uh, it, I mean, I, I think it's a lot of fun. That's what that Illinois game set up, though, for Michigan State. That set up the rest of their season because now they can salvage something, even if they don't beat Penn State. So we'll see how it goes. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. You can hear the huge show weeknights at 6 p.m. on a.m. 7.30. Timmy, uh, enjoy the night. We'll talk soon. Okay, good, Bill. Good to talk to you. Thanks for calling. All right, Tim Stout checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics.